0: Uh, Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hardman! jackpot Kansas City! This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his what Super but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. When Michael Jordan wins it again. Cheese kingdom! Five Night of the Fan, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, as if the monolith that is the NFL needed something else to get you interested in it. In this era of salary cap North American pro sports, mm-hmm. <laughs> dynasties, they're not possible. But we all agree, I think, right, that they're good for the sports? Of course. Although the commissioners, I guess, would disagree. They're just like, parody, everybody has to have hope that they can win every single year. Uh, if you get too good, tear you down. Yeah, because... It's
1: actually kind of perfect, though,
0: like, too good.
1: Mm. Everyone has a chance. Like, mm. NFL, whole season long, everyone has a chance. But they're too good. It's yeah. actually kind of best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. And the NFL gets the best of both worlds. As if, again, they need it. You're going to watch the NFL either way. The Super Bowl rating is going to yeah. be some astronomical record-setting number. Mm-hmm. And Especially this year. They get the narrative thing. They get the the measuring stick of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. These other sports wish they had it. And for a moment, you're right to say that there's hope because, yeah, during the Kevin Durant Warriors thing, it did feel hopeless. You don't want it to go too far, even though they only want a couple with him. Um, but, yeah, this is the ideal scenario. If you were going to draw it up for the NFL, to me, it's, it's exactly what you got. This was a diminished version of this Chiefs team. They didn't cakewalk their way yeah. to the title. But yet, again— it is Patrick Mahomes standing on the podium.
1: Yeah, there were question marks. We got to have conversations about it all year long. It, it really, you know, I know we all have the jokes about the NFL being scripted. If it was, they really threaded the needle perfectly on this, right? Because we talked about this with the Patriots and why were they so hateable? You know, there were a lot of reasons for it, but I think part of it is that they had the 16 and 0 regular season and yeah there have been good teams before but they have a couple of losses here and there and the fact that the Chiefs stub their toe a lot throughout the regular season I do think it makes them like what do we love we love flawed people we love people who are human and it's like to have your great team also feel kind of flawed and also feel kind of human it really is the best of both worlds
0: so Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowl victories yeah. he's been in four 28 uh, years old He's lost three times in the postseason, twice to Tom Brady, who he doesn't have to fear in the postseason any longer. We think the other time he he, he lost in the postseason was to Joe Burrow in a in a very strange second half against the Cincinnati Bengals. But scoreboard, Bengals yep. beat him in an AFC Championship game. They quite notably, and you know what? Maybe this changes the the math a bit. Mm. If if the Bengals go into that Super Bowl and win it, like yeah. how differently do we feel about uh, uh, Joe Burrow and the 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 rivalry that exists between he yeah. and the Chiefs? But yeah, the the number is seven. Tom Brady, That's the number one seven, six of them with the Patriots, one of them with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and again beat Patrick Mahomes twice in the postseason, winning Super Bowl both times with his New England Patriots once, and then yeah, once in the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. You asked me this in the break. Yeah. I, I think it's it's a fair question. Why does the number, the over under on Super Bowl titles? What what would be the 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 total that you would have to throw out where you wouldn't immediately just hammer the over as far as Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl titles when it's all said and done?
1: I think it has to be five and a half. Mm-hmm. I I think if it's I think if you set the number at four and a half, I think a lot of people are banging over. I don't think they only and I agree. I don't think he only has one more left in him. Sports are funny. Sports are weird. Things seem inevitable until they're not. Cover all my bases is there, but. I think you have to put the number at five and a half for people to even begin to think about the under.
0: And I would take the over if you're giving me five and a half. Six and a half, there's no chance I'm taking the over. I really do not. Despite it being off to this incredible start. Yep. And now factually, the exact same number of Super Bowls that Tom Brady had at this point in his career, although with more overall success than Tom Brady... Yeah, but to continue to do that and playing in a slightly different fashion than Tom Brady did. Yeah, and even Tom Brady missed an entire season because of injury, right? Mm -hmm. And and Patrick Mahomes has had various injuries throughout the course of his career. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the over at five and a half. I'm not taking it at six and a half. I I don't want to take
1: the under, but I do think at five and a half I'd take. Like I think he probably ends up with five. I think that's probably how this goes. But I mean, if you tell me six, I'm not going to tell you you're crazy.
0: All right, let's uh, bring in our insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Frank Cervelli, president of hockey content at com. Eagles fan, so not a fan of an AFC team. So, Frank, well, you know what? Do you have any overarching Super Bowl thoughts before I ask you my pointed question?
2: <laughs> well, I don't like either of those teams, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so that was a tough watch. Mm. But um, I was thinking as we were getting to the final seconds of OT, remember when the CBS chairman earlier in the week as they were doing their presentation on yep. what the Super Bowl would I look did like? see this. He made the joke and he goes, for the first time ever, we're going to have double OT in NFL history. Like joking on, hey, the NFL and the Super Bowl is scripted. And I was like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> we're getting close. <laughs> we're going to get a double OT and a Travis Kelsey uh, TD to end it. Come on.
0: Yeah. No, I know. And, and Adam Schefter, that tweet got got passed around plenty yesterday. So, yeah, they were seconds away from double overtime. But, yeah, so just to, to save face, maybe the NFL made the last second decision. Heck, all right, let's end it here in the final play of the first overtime period. So people don't have any questions. Um, Very
2: anticlimactic of an ending, too.
0: You think? I don't know. It's a walk-off, a, you know, a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. And as much as it felt inevitable in that moment – I mean, we, we we've seen Malcolm Butler like it, 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 it was like done. Itself,
2: he just kind of walked oh, well, in. Yeah.
1: and I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah, it, ju- it, it wasn't like exactly like Kelsey like putting somebody on a poster at the yeah. corner of the end zone. You're right. It was a uh, oh, it was oh. a little haphazard of a score. You're, and, you're right. About and
0: that. then Tony Romo didn't exactly lead credence to it being an incredible moment by like breaking down the play and the, the just like just generally not being quiet. You know.
2: There's something no to be said for, quote, letting it breathe.
0: <laughs> yes, there
3: is.
2: Anyway, so what I was But gonna, we, we wouldn't think that a Dallas Cowboys quarterback would have any nuance, would we? <laughs> no. So you know what?
0: Now that you said that you hated both teams, it does kind of— The question I was going to ask you is, like, are you rooting— Like, take your team out of it. Like, do you want to see where this dynasty goes with Patrick Mahomes? But I think because you do have postseason history— with that team that you get you you saw a Super Bowl where your team had a legit chance to win against that yeah, dynasty. I was sick team. for
2: most of the game and I was sitting <laughs> on the couch like, This is the same team that choked our life out last year.
0: <sighs> yeah. So I guess that you're not in that game. <laughs> so I think I only- mean the
2: Eagles had a ten point lead at halftime last year, and I was like, It's in the bag.
0: Buddy, the 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 Chiefs have been down double digits in all four of the Super Bowls under Patrick Mahomes and Dude. won three of the four.
2: I was at the Super Bowl and I looked at my dad at halftime. I was like, I can't believe we won the Super Bowl. Oh, so it's your fault. Oh, my God. You said those words. Yes. Oh. oh my God! You, you have to remember, Mahomes limped off the field at halftime. I was yeah. like, he ain't coming back. That's it.
0: <coughs>
1: oh
2: God! It really is all your fault. Yeah, but yeah, like, didn't what? you
0: see the Jets game and like him, like basically having one leg? That high ankle sprain. He's he's also magic.
1: I'm just happy to know, Frank, because we have spent the entire. Because I like just to put my cards on the table here. It's like I'm a Patriots fan. I want Tom Brady to be the greatest of all time forever. So I've been definitely rooting against this a little, but. We've kind of been talking about how there's nobody rooting against Patrick Mahomes, and it is so good to know that that's not true, Frank. That's that's yeah, really no, what it's we've definitely learned Definitely not
2: true. Not not. I mean, look, you can't, his greatness is undeniable, but definitely not a Mahomes fan.
0: Okay, well, uh, all right, we'll maybe end the Super Bowl conversation here. So, compare your hatred to this. Uh, of this Chiefs team and Patrick Mahomes to your hatred of those Patriots and who also beat you in a Super Bowl, yeah. but you also got a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, yeah. I know. yeah. So that that you know and yeah, um, yeah, and that was the most recent one. So I, I don't know. Compare your
2: hatred. I don't know. That's a weird thing. It's like. I, <laughs> There's, there's a certain Boston energy that yes. goes on with that, too. That's 100%. Like City of champions, like mm-hmm. that kid that showed up at the parade and was like, hey, I'm 11, and oh, we've yeah. won the worst. 13 championships in my lifetime. Like, go away, kid. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear from you. Yeah, that's very fair.
1: That's very <laughs> fair. Right.
2: I mean, I went my entire life growing up in Philly with nothing to root for. That's
0: right. Yeah, there's the, yeah, the east coast of it. You,
2: you, you can get to the final in all your sports, but you can't win.
0: Mm. All right. Well, the Leafs wish they could just get to a final. That'd be, say, that'd be that'd be that sweet. That sounds so good. That'd be sick.
2: Uh, it's going to be tough, it feels like, for
0: the Leafs uh, upcoming, because mm-hmm. Morgan Rielly's going to be slapped with a suspension. Like, if you had to guess, what, what, what's the length? Five. What's what's the history with guys getting the in-person thing and in, though, and it not going over five?
2: Well, I mean... The David Perron situation—he got six. Yes, it was in person, and he had the same suspension history essentially as Riley, which is none to speak of. And it was a deliberate cross check to the head, not all that different. That's why it feels like six is the number. That I, I think. You know. I think it's five because of the the they're gonna. I think they're gonna respond to the to the Ridley Greg slap shot, whereas. David Perron, first off, he got the wrong guy. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to just lay the lumber and absolutely take someone's head off, can you at least make sure it's the guy that hit your player? Yeah, that's instead fair. Instead of just an innocent bystander? Yeah, I think a lot at of people. At least pe- Riley kind of, you know, he he did his team a service, whether you like it or not.
1: Well, so what do you make of the response from Keith? Like I personally loved it saying I thought it was appropriate. I I don't know. I loved
2: every part of it. Thank you. I Um, loved the reg slap shot. We we all have the same opinion. Yeah. None. If you want to do that, go ahead. Just be ready. Yeah. No, I oh man. Again. And then I just love that he he got taken down, but maybe you could have just jumped him instead of cross checked him to the head. Like if anything we Mm -hmm. learned, Mm -hmm. it's just don't use your stick. Just punch him. Just punch him yeah. right in the head. Yeah. You'll get three games instead of five. If
0: anybody ever had the opinion that, you know, we manufacture our takes just to uh, uh, allow for disagreement, this segment would be the evidence to the contrary because I think all three of us are of the exact same opinion and we can quibble about the length of the suspension.
2: Um, I will say that... But why Like why on social media? Well, first off, it is mm. social media, so I guess you ding, need ding, to ding. just leave it right there. But the response like it was so odd like it was like every former player was like yeah Morgan Riley that was amazing and then like every pretty much every media person was like you know what that was not nice you should just slap him with the book right now (laughs) what 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 happened there why did we become so yeah first off so soft and second so divisive
0: yeah no, I don't know. Like you
2: can't, you can't like both. What is this?
0: Here's the thing, Frank. Does
2: anyone watch WWE? Isn't that how it works,
0: buddy? One hundred percent. It's an entertainment product, and it, and for me, I think I'll just put my hand up. The the equation does change if if Greg is injured, like significantly, like if he breaks his face in half. Like I'm like, oh, well, don't don't do that. Like that's not ideal. Um, and to I,
2: quote Happy Gilmore. Shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, look, you have to know what's coming if that's what you're gonna do. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Jacques Martin, I think he has to say what he has to say. It's like, uh oh, put it, shoot it in, or pass it in, whatever. Like, I think everybody understands that that's not normal to wind up and and yeah. John Daly it into the back of the net. It was seventy three miles an hour. In case you were wondering, <laughs> oh, <I didn't. laughs> that's good.
2: Uh, here's, uh, I mean, no, it's true. They they actually yeah have we the it stats up. It
0: yeah. No, good for I, I think what you're bordering on here, and it's something that interests me to no end, is that like the perception of the world through social media is so different than I think the reality. I think if you polled most people who actually walk, watch hockey instead of just like tweet about the things that jump out to them that they can get outraged at, I think most people actually of are of our three opinions here.
2: I would agree. I I don't, I don't even think there's a correct other take. And I'm not saying that because it's mine. It's just what, like I, people were saying you can't, you can't take a slap shot into the net. And then the other people were saying, you can do whatever you want. doesn't mean you need to get cross-checked in the face. No,
1: no, I think I, it's funny because I was kind of a, I have a few kind of sense fans buds in my life. I was exchanging some messages with him and it's like, yeah, there was the chirping back and forth, but it was understood by everybody. Good job by you. Good job by you, all, all parties involved. I want to be clear, I think especially when you point to the peron of it all, I think there's a pretty clear apples-to-apples apples comparison from a suspension standpoint, but you know how this goes. The people say, oh, the NHL's just spinning the old wheel of justice. I'm I'm sure you've seen it making the rounds, or I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but there's been this clip going around of Simmons, like a, a Montreal Canadiens player breaks his stick cross-checking him in the face while another guy is cross-checking him in the head. And that was just a fine. Like, do you think we'll ever get out of the point of this with the NHL where we can point to a thousand incidents that should have been a suspension or should have been a fine. It just seems like there really is no rhyme or reason. And I think it's easy for them in this case, because they have the Perron one and it's a pretty close comparable, but it seems like we have this conversation every time supplemental discipline comes up.
2: Well, typically I would have in this case defended the department of player safety and said, their process is second to none. They get it right more often than not. And they really do a good job of using history and precedent in terms of setting their suspension lengths. But I can't anymore. I can't this year. <laughs> I I think it's been off the charts. And, I, you know, I, I really struggle. Like, you, you end up with a situation. So you have the Gallagher chicken wing, and then you yeah. had that hit last week. Yeah, and the Dylan I, one, yeah. And I just go, how is one five and one three? Like I, I just, it doesn't, it did not compute then, does not compute now. And I, you know, I I would say too, like as textbook as this might seem, like at least allow for some possibility that there's something here or some explanation that they're swayed by in this in person <laughs> hearing on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Morgan Riley being suspended more than the five games that Brendan Gallagher got is gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be not ideal. And I I do but, think but that, but
2: they're not gonna compare it to that, as you know. It's gonna be oh, a we are, totally though. different silo.
0: Yeah, I get it. And and will you Will you admit that there is an element of this being a Leaf game on Hockey Night in Canada and the attention that every Leaf game gets? Will you admit that there's, like, at least a component, whether it's good or bad, like, that 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 does enter the equation that this is so visible and whatever decision is made is going to be scrutinized to such an incredible degree. And usually the no. scrutiny is, like, neg like, if you, you can't no. go too high with these things because, well, oh no. the, the, the social media wants you to just throw the book at them.
2: No, not taking the bait. No, admit it. No, admit but it. I will say... That I think, if anything, there's definitely some facet of the Department of Player Safety. I'm sure someone in there is saying, but look at this. This is a reaction to this cheap slap shot. And and everyone's gonna understand that part of it. I will That's at least my view.
1: What I will give. Like I so badly want to come to work tomorrow or Wednesday morning, whenever we inevitably get the suspension and play the clip of because of this gutless act by Ridley Grigg, we have taken one game off <laughs> you, you of the suspension. You could actually
2: probably script the video now. Yeah. Oh, God. And do it as a spoof, <laughs> and it would play well. Yeah, you're right. Okay,
1: mm, good idea. Uh, Get
2: someone very serious with a shirt and tie on.
1: Okay, uh, we'll stand there in ha- front oh, of a big we're right, screen. We're right beside the a newsroom, logo. so yeah, we certainly uh, have the have the time for that. Uh, in terms of the game uh, itself, I think the biggest thing people are talking about coming out of it from a Leafs perspective is, oh, okay, uh, Martin Jones maybe still turning into to a bit of a pumpkin. You know, the Leafs are having their their problems of goaltending this year. It's it's been far from a secret. Thought like. Maybe they found something in Samsonov, maybe he stubbed his toe again, they don't give him the the net on on uh, Saturday night. You know, we know there are goaltenders on the market. Do you think that anything will happen or maybe has something happened to make Treleven kind of change his tune on the possibility of of trading for a goalie?
2: I think it's all player dependent. It's all availability dependent. And I think it it really matters is there a difference maker available. And You know, I I would say if if the Leafs are going to take the plunge, which I'm not entirely sure that they will, maybe there's part of them that are thinking, hey, consider exactly what you just talked about and sort of how the game of musical chairs has been rotating more or less from guy to guy that maybe just at some point all we need is one of the three to carry us and it doesn't have to be the same guy all the way through. We can rotate through this that maybe that's the game plan. You know, we're not going to give up assets or significant ones at least to do that. But uh, my argument would be there has to be at least a couple guys that are available that can be difference makers that aren't going to also cost an arm and a leg. Mm. And and the guy that I think of right off the hop is Marc-Andre Fleury. A couple years oh. ago when he went from Chicago to Minnesota, he only cost a second-round pick. Now a few years older, game isn't – quite as in great shape as it was, mm. at least the wild have asked him to do a lot this year. Does he, that, that, that makes the market asking price a third, right? Mm. Do we, we have any, would the Leafs do a third for mm. some quality goaltending insurance? And that's really what you'd call it. Cause yeah. I don't know as much as he's going to want to play. I don't know that you also want him playing every game.
0: Yeah. Isn't there an indication that he's not all that enamored with the idea of playing in Toronto? And nope. Okay. I don't think
2: that's the case. No, I think he was. Wasn't there? My guess is he what, was. Wasn't there? The would have tra- been on his way there had a trade been completed a couple years ago, including Brandon Hagel.
1: That's what I was going to say. Wasn't the? Wasn't there something regarding the two Kyles uh, involving involving them? So that was. It was your understanding that it wasn't necessarily Flurry being hesitant to come here.
2: Correct. I think it was actually on the Leafs' end that the trade ended up getting scuttled.
0: Okay. Now now that we're talking trades, uh, before we let you go. and
2: It doesn't really look great, by the way, because Brandon Hagel has been chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'd say
1: so. Certainly better than Tanner Juneau has worked out there. Oh, my God.
2: Well, Uh, certainly better than the other assets that the Leafs traded first-round picks for.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Oh, Which great.
2: is really more to the point than anything. Yeah. No, if you're, you're going to move your first, it better be for someone that has term, huh. and it better be for someone that can be a contributor to your team for the long haul.
0: So not Chris Tanef. Ryan <laughs> O'Reilly Ryan got O'Reilly, them. No, so not got, Nick Foligno. He got him through a first round series. Okay, definitely not. That Nick doesn't Folino. count
2: for anything.
0: <laughs> and maybe not for you in this market. It's it's, it's quite an accomplishment. Y- wait.
2: So wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> Let me. Let's park this. Do you? Do you think that people honestly... Right now, Leaf fans are sitting here thinking that the Ryan O'Reilly trade was a good one. No, I, no, no. I don't think people think or there's, of it. there's good, there's positive feelings when I, someone brings I, up the name Ryan O'Reilly. Oh
1: well, okay, okay. The positive feelings regarding Ryan O'Reilly, those are all dead and gone. Especially with uh, despite him refuting the reports at every possible turn, everyone here believing that he just did not want to play in Toronto because of the noise, Then like the smoke. But I think there is a, and honestly, this is a, this is a case of, and I don't, I, I'm not sitting here telling you they're going to go on some run. But if the Leafs in the, in this year or next year, win multiple rounds, I think people will look back to the experience of breaking through against Tampa. And what was that all worth? And could they have done that without O'Reilly, like the O'Reilly trade in a vacuum? No, come on.
0: Really? I do think, I think that
1: We're, is get, definitely getting your be a doors
2: blown point. off the next round. Like that. It, they want a game. It, it meant something.
0: No, it's it's incredible. No, no, no.
2: I'm not
1: saying getting their doors blown off was worth it. I think for the trade to mm. mean something, it needs to eventually in the medium That's not to short term. I I, no. I understand, but I'm telling you that people we have been having the conversations about taking the transitive properties of winners and guys who have won and guys who care, however you want to phrase it. And I do think people will, again, it has to happen. I would think this year for it to happen for people to kind of give O'Reilly any credit or that team last year, any credit for it. But I do think there'll be some element to that.
2: No, I I'm okay. sorry. I disagree. I, I it's, I don't like winning one round is, it, it's not, it's not a building block. It's mm. a starting point.
1: Mm. Okay. Um, I, I don't disagree. That's why I'm saying they need to win multiple rounds for that lesson to yeah, like, take. If you home. had
2: gotten to a conference final last year. And you no, but I'm saying people will, final, oh. I'd say totally different story. Mm. You know, that's a real building block.
1: What know? I'm Even, saying, what I'm saying though, is if this group and it, it has to be the guys that matter, like it can't right. be max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi doing it. But if, Matthews and Marner and Nylander or Tavares or Riley or, you know, all the core that was here last year, if they have a breakthrough this year, I think people will look as they learned to crawl last year and mm. now they're walking this year. That's how I think people will look
0: at it. It's funny. Like it is, it's an embarrassing bar to jump over. Yeah. When, yeah. One round, but yes, it let's do, say that as well. Yeah. But it, it is true that it's, it's changed some of the calculus. Like there, are, it, I get the sense and the conversation changed a little bit in recent days about Hey, if the Leafs like just kind of stand pat at the deadline, it's like not a big deal because, you know, this team isn't that good anyways. That we've kind of like moved off of the urgency for this team to to win in the postseason because of and it's not direct line because of one postseason victory. But yeah, it did. It actually changed things weirdly winning around and not having that thing holding uh, hanging over their heads uh, before I let you go, Frank. I mean, one postseason victory shouldn't change too much. Should four consecutive wins change things for the Flames and their plans with uh, with uh, Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev? And they're still not yet into a playoff spot in the Western Conference. But, like, they, they look pretty damn good against... Not everybody was a, a world beater on this road trip uh, through those first four games. I mean, yeah, they beat Bruins. They look a lot better. Like, does is there anything that can happen here approaching the deadline to have them change their minds? We know they already factually uh, offered the the extension to Hannafin. Does anything change for them as far as the calculus headed towards the deadline if they get into a playoff spot?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, think about they've done it now without, obviously Toffoli was there last last year. So no Toffoli, no Zadarov, now no Lindholm. I, I mean, who's to say they can't continue to trade two of their defensemen and, mm. and at least remain in the hunt? Like who's scaring you for that eighth seed, mm. I guess is my my question. It's been a pillow fight. Preds, Blues, Yotes, uh, Kraken at one point. I mean, you could trade those guys away and still make it, which would probably be the best-case scenario for your team, right? You, you you end up going into the summer with uh, you know a serious collection of good feelings for a team that's embarking on a mini-rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, I, I think they're just looking big picture, that they're thinking – The only real question to answer in today's NHL, in my opinion, is Are you an authentic threat to win the Stanley Cup? And if you're not, then you're just kidding yourself. And you need to get to a point where you can answer yes to that question.
1: Mm. No, no, quickly. How many of those teams, like ballpark, how many of those teams do you think exist right now?
2: I think every year to start the year, there's about 10. Okay. And right now, there's like seven.
1: Yeah, okay. I think that's. I think that feels fair. I'm just curious. Want a little benchmark on that? It's a small
2: circle, but yeah, I yeah. think it's. Mm-hmm. It, you know, what you have to park is this notion that hockey executives oh. get drunk with, which is, oh, what if we what, what if we sneak in? Yeah, what what we could be the Florida Panthers? It's like, wow. no, guys. Last two years ago, like the year before last, they won the President's Trophy as the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. They're a good, talented team that just underachieved in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then they got
0: body bagged in the final against the biggest
2: Golden Knights. But yeah, well, and and that's the thing is the Cinderella almost never wins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, did, you, did the Golden Knights win the first year they got there? I mean, think of the miracle yeah. runs that we've had. That's true. It, it, yeah, as you get they, in the Ducks, and the lose. Flyers.
1: You're right, man. Sorry.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, you you, but you're right. You can't fake your way through four rounds. You might be able to squeeze through three.
0: Now mm-hmm. that's a good point frank uh you usually make them uh sorry about living in the Patrick Mahomes era and uh ah. your team having no chance of ever winning Super Bowl ever again
2: yeah that's not true no it is he's still he's in the AFC we'll, yeah okay we'll
0: no you can get there just like i said but yeah you'll just meet Patrick <laughs> Mahomes every year and you'll lose to him because that's so what so just
2: like a quick window inside like yeah. what it's like being a Philly sports fan yeah um Anger. The the schedule, you know, obviously the the Eagles are opening the season in Brazil, Brazil Friday. And uh texting my buddies like, Hey, we should go. It's before the NHL season starts. <laughs> like I, I might have a couple of days. I was like, oh. What's the worst that could happen? They're like, I don't know. You go to the game and you wake up in a in in your tub and someone carved out your kidney. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you whatever. can't rule it out. No. But think of the story you'd have to tell. I mean, you're a you're a content creator.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, you you only need one kidney, so that's true. It's
0: I mean, a great
1: point.
2: Whatever it takes. Yep. All right. Fly, okay. Eagles it's fly. Only, it's only weird if it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Talk to us on that Friday morning before that game. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. See you. See you, Frank. We've booked him already. See you man. guys. Bye. It was Frank Sarvali, president of hockey content, dailyfaceoff.com. He was our insider brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit Valley North com. Hockey guys all agreeing on the hockey play. I love that. Yeah.
1: all it, it actually is amazing. You nailed it, that there are people clutching their pearls. And, you know, I had a few people, like, you know, who I know from – not friends, but like, you know, life or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you like... Because I put out a picture of Morgan Rowley's face and just said passion on my Instagram. <laughs> people are like, oh, what? You like that? I
0: can't believe it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah,
1: I did. I loved it. Because I, I like hockey. And
2: I if don't, you,
0: there's I, not a soul. There's not a soul. You, th- maybe there's like one or two people in the world who actually watch hockey and are offended by that type of stuff. But I would, I, I would hazard to guess that the vast majority of people actually watching the hockey yeah. games... Well, like that's that was fun. The, yeah. All of that was fun, and even the discourse afterwards is kind of it's fun. It's fun.
1: It's all it's all fun. Like shout out to my. I already shout out my wife, my mother. I feel like was probably like mm, I don't like that from Riley, yeah. but sorry, mom, I did, and we at large did well, as well. Does she watch hockey though? Yeah, she sure. does. No, okay. she's like uh, she's she's a very locked in
0: Toronto sports. Okay, fan. so she's. I said I uh, yeah. allowed for a couple, one or two. Yeah, but she'll but she'll also be like, oh, they don't need to fight, you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Again, not the. uh
1: not the take of this show. Not the key demographic. Not not the take of, the show. No. Not, not the take no, of we show. No, we love fighting. We love
0: anger. And mm. I think this is important, too. We love hate and sports. Mm-hmm. And we got it on Saturday night. We absolutely did. Uh, due to the overwhelming demand, Creed has added another Toronto show as part of their Are You Ready tour. We'll be playing with Finger Eleven and Mammoth WVH at Scotiabank Arena on November 27th. We have tickets to give away to listen, uh, to enter. Listen to the Daily code word on the Fan Morning Show, then text the code word to 59590. Today's code word is Faceless Man. So make sure you text Faceless Man to 59590 right now for your chance to win. We have one last pair of tickets to give away on tomorrow's show. But if you don't win with us, tickets officially now on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. When we come back... Another man who's getting up early for us. Arash Madani in Vegas for the Super Bowl yesterday for Sportsnet. Did he go to sleep? Who knows? We'll, we'll find out next. The Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Anis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get
2: your podcasts.
0: Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Ben Anis, Brent Gunning. So... I think the overwhelming takeaway is, despite the the stats not being overwhelming and Patrick Mahomes not playing a perfect game, that he won the Super Bowl for the Chiefs as opposed to the Forty ers losing it. True, right? I, I, yeah, no. Like, is there a counter to that? Because I don't think there's a Brock Purdy counter because no, no. I really do think he played pretty close to flawless football without an interception. I get it, it didn't have the big play down the field, but that's not what he's asked to do. But he did lead. Game-changing drives. He literally came back in a football game in the second half to give his team the lead against the Dynastic Chiefs and did score Uh on that first play of overtime. Um... I I guess, like, you can quibble. There's a couple... We didn't mention also the end of the first half for Kyle Shanahan and the lack of clock management there that he did not give his team an opportunity to score again. Yeah. Took some timeouts into halftime. And then again, like, I thought... I wouldn't have made the the move that he made going for it on fourth down Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the fourth quarter instead of kicking the game-tying field goal. But he did, and he scored a touchdown. He had an opportunity to do the same thing in overtime and didn't. I think you can quibble with yep. the, the Shanahan. I, I don't think Purdy gets any vitriol no, I today. No,
1: I think if you're going to sit here, and I don't, I don't think most people are doing this, but if you're going to say that that was a 49ers loss as opposed to a Chiefs win, you cannot point the finger... At Brock Purdy, you point the finger a little bit at Shanahan. I'm not doing that. I think the Chiefs went ahead and won that game, but you point the finger at Shanahan for again. I I have no issue with the call there. It's also the ability, like the kick thing. I think if people are going to say that there was a coaching decision that kind of cost them the game, I think they'd say it's either the fourth down at the end, the kick, and then also mm. the losing the possession in the fourth quarter on the the muff punt mm-hmm. is massive. Cannot overstate that as well. So I definitely giving chiefs all the credit, not trying to take anything away. I think that's more the k- story than the 49ers losing it.
0: Yeah. Patrick Holmes clearly better than Brock Purdy. No one, no one was disputing that. Even before. I cannot cool it. <laughs> Brock Purdy better than Kirk cousins. Let's <laughs> talk to a rash. My daddy Sports its own making his way back from it's Vegas. Nice. Uh, how's it I going? I bet he Arash? did not like
3: that. Well, Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins. I mean, that, that tells you what you need to know about Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> okay, so maybe you disagree.
0: Because I did mention a couple of hinge points in the game. And yeah, hindsight being 2020, certainly you'd probably defer in overtime. And certainly you'd go for it uh, inside the 10 in overtime to try and score a touchdown instead of kicking the go-ahead field goal. How much of, boy, yet another Super Bowl collapse do you put at the feet of Kyle Shanahan?
3: Yeah, and Ben, I don't put it as collapse. Like, mm-hmm. I get it's quote-unquote double-digit, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So, you know, like, the, the exchange rate on a Patrick Mahomes lead is different than almost any other quarterback <laughs> in the league. Like, it, it was wild coming into this game. People aren't comparing Patrick Mahomes with – Lamar or Jalen Hurts or any of the elite quarterbacks in the game today, the Mahomes comp is Brady. Like he's already like being compared in that stratosphere. So yes, it was another double digit lead, just like it was four years ago. It wasn't 25 points like it was seven years ago. Um, But this was a game that San Francisco could have been leading a lot more through the first 35 minutes. And we can look at everything that happened in the fourth quarter in an OT. But to me, the Niners should have been up at least 17, if not more, five minutes gone by and 30 not And the worst thing you can do as a football team is let Patrick Mahomes hang around.
1: Yeah, we were talking to uh, Charles Davis earlier on in the show and he was making ex- exactly that point that if you go look at all of their losses, it's blowouts. Teams jump on them early and don't give them a chance that even if they do have the comeback, it's just too much ground to to overcome. You know, I kind of a kind of a nebulous question to ask you, but what was the feel like in there? I mean, you've been in you've been in many stadiums for many big games. You know, you've seen momentum turn. What what was the feel like in in the building as the Chiefs were kind of doing what we all kind of half expected?
3: Eh, unknown, um, because they didn't really do anything all game. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, if, if you wanted to get a feel of when Kansas City took that game over, when, when did you think it was? The only time they showed a flicker of existence, of life, was after a punt went off the ankle Mm -hmm. of a rookie at a South Alabama that gave them their second best field position of the day that led to the MVS touchdown. And then they didn't really do much after that. You know, it was a field goal that that forced overtime. And I, I guess, look, they erased San Francisco's momentum for sure in the third quarter, but... Look, it was the fourth down conversion. Then it was the throw to Rice. Like it was all in overtime. Mm-hmm. Because before before that drive in overtime, KC mm, looked pretty average. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: I mean, if you were like me, who's been saying all season long as 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 bad as the Chiefs have looked uh, through the majority of the regular season, the number of drops and yada yada yada. That until I see it happen, like I defer to the undeniable greatness of Patrick Mahomes. So for me, I did look at, like, oh, cutting it to a one score deficit at halftime. Um, and yeah, Kyle Shanahan weirdly taking some timeouts in, into the dressing room. Like I was like, oh, well, yeah, no, the, the Patrick Mahomes winning this Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you were there before this game, during this game. Where's your, your feeling of undeniability when it, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes?
3: Well, look, Mahomes is elite. He's 28 years old. He's got three. He's part of a dynasty. His greatness is undeniable. But I think we also need to acknowledge how and why Kansas City is a Super Bowl champion today. And it's less about Patrick Mahomes and it's more about their defense.
0: Sure. Def-
3: like, undeniable.
2: No, there's no I question. Mean,
3: there's no question. The, the, the and- Trent McDuffie show, mm-hmm. the Chris Jones show, the performance against Baltimore, you know, that's, that's a KC offense that for almost an entire game, the last two quarters in the AFC championship game, and what, 29 minutes, mm-hmm. 29 and a half minutes of the Super Bowl, didn't score a point. Mm-hmm. So the reason Kansas City wins is because of what its defense did. And look, Mahomes is great. Three thirty three in the air, sixty six on the ground. He did uh, I'd say more with his legs than he did with his arm last night. Mm-hmm. But but the reason Kansas City sits a champion in twenty twenty four is because of what its defense did throughout this entire playoff run.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh, and Tom Brady had some incredible defenses and one of the greatest defensive masterminds in the history of the sport at his disposal. And Patrick Mahomes has done it the other way too, right? Like he's done it with no defense and, and no only offense. So it's true. Like it's, it's a sport where you need, like as much as we do look at the quarterbacks as an outsized reason why teams win and lose, because it's true. It's not the NBA and one quarterback. Like you put Patrick Mahomes on the Panthers. He's not winning the Super Bowl this season, but Okay. I, I get it. It's the defense. I also feel like he he adapted to what he had at his disposal, and he did just enough to win and played the way that he did because he understood his his lack of offensive weapons and the lack of a explosion on offense this season.
3: Uh,
0: oh wow! You're 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 know. denigrating yeah, Mahomes today. Whoa. Wow! Holy cow! No, it's not, no,
3: it's not that. Like, like like Travis Kelsey caught. How many balls for 98 yards in the second half last night? Eight eight, Um,
0: after having only one in the first half.
3: Yeah, one catch for one yard. Um, I I, I think we get too caught up in looking at where people get drafted when we discuss how good, quote-unquote, good the weapons are, which is why the idiotic conversation around, around Brock Purdy exists. Like, Isaiah Pacheco... Is a seventh round pick who plays like a first rounder. But he, he doesn't get the same kind of notoriety because we only watch Thursday in the draft. And mock drafts don't really go past, that anybody follows doesn't go past the first day of the draft. Rashi Rice is legit. MVS is a vet who in January and now February performs. Nicola Harden, who catches the game-winning touchdown and didn't even know that was the game-winning touchdown, <laughs> yeah, occupation that's football player, um, <laughs> is, is a serviceable player. So, okay, they don't have Tyreek Hill. I get it. But I look around that offense, and there's a lot to work with. Um, they're not San Francisco elite, they're, but, um, but, but there's some, there's some legitimate there's some legit players on that offense because look Mahomes can't do it by himself. Not not with Bosa and Armstead and Warner and Greenlaw for a half. And and all of them there. That that was um you know the fourth down play that what like that that effectively won them the game. You know, fourth and one. They don't convert on that. They lose the football game in overtime. Mm-hmm. Why'd that happen? Because Travis Kelsey comes across the formation and he completely has the entire defense bite on him and then the play fake to Pacheco, which opens up the lane for Mahomes to get the first down.
1: Yeah. I I I think there is some credence to what you're saying, but we but we also have to live in reality of like perception is reality, right? And like what you're saying about Rashi Rice is true. And Pacheco is all true. But it's also true that people don't think of those guys. What do you think this will do for Mahomes' perception to be seen to have won one with a... And again, like, it is a lesser cast. Like, Tyreek Hill is not there. Kelsey was a much lesser version of They led the NFL himself.
0: in drops all season So what do, you long. Think,
1: what do you think it does to his perception? Because I think, I think for a lot of it, and I don't think anybody was thinking he was a Chiefs or Andy Reid creation, but there was some element of, hey, this is a kind of well-oiled machine for him. What do you think it does to the perception of him that he was seen to win in this way
3: i just uh, i think we forget immediately after games how they won i think all that matters is how many they've won so he's 28 years old he's got three they're already a dynasty like it's the steelers of the 70s and the niners of the 80s and the cowboys of the 90s and i guess the patriots of two decades and now now it's them like they've got three in this decade and he's twenty-eight, and is he better than Aikman already? Yeah, maybe. Same number. Yeah, you know, like he's in—he's in the conversation with. Okay, I guess the next guy to take down is Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that—that that to me is the perception out of the Super Bowl. It's—it's it's, you know, after the parade. Nobody remembers the game. Nobody talks about how New England put up what th- they won thirteen to three over the Rams. Mm-hmm. What Nobody talks about was. Brady being like, "Oh, okay, well, that was dicey." Um, it, it just it's it's stacking them up. Yeah, and Mahomes is stacking them up. He
0: surely is, and uh, has a chance to do something next year that Tom Brady never did. And that's win back to back to back. Uh, and who could doubt him? I never did, and I was proven correct. Uh, a rash. Great stuff. You never man. did, huh? You nope. thought you thought they beat you thought they beat Buffalo
3: then? Yes. You thought no, they beat Baltimore?
1: I, I have to give him credit. I was I was much saying, like, come on, they're they're gonna run out of magic, and he has been Chiefs magic until I is proven otherwise. So he he does get to take a victory lap here That's Rash.
3: Right. Yeah. Scoreboard. All right. And let, let's Yeah, sit. I mean like look, I thought in December they were toast. I thought yeah. on Christmas, same. They were absolutely finished. Same. I, I didn't <laughs> see them beating the Bills. I thought they had no chance against the Ravens and San Francisco's the better team. Mhm. And
0: they won. Yep. Uh and I, I think uh it's going to be harder to doubt them next season for sure. Uh Arash, uh safe travels, buddy. Okay. Thanks, boys. See ya, Arash and Danny, Sports Sense own. Like, let's take it easy. God, with you, got, you got mad at my, my take about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Chiefs were built on the strength of their defense this year. There is no debate about it. Clearly the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever played behind in his tenure. Can't confirm. Like, that, it was second best scoring defense in the AFC. Like, they were amazing. Chris Jones disrupting yeah. all over the place. and McDuffin, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... McDuffie all over the place. And that's
1: just more torture for the Bills fans because they jumped ahead to draft him there.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. So what? That's the game. Like, okay, and it hasn't been if, okay, say this was the formula each and every single year for the Chiefs and it was like Patrick Mahomes was playing the role of caretaker, game manager, which for some reason has become this, like, pejorative term. I I think. Well, because we only say it about guys we think kind of suck. But he was a game manager this year. And in the Super Bowl, he was a game manager. I mean, he had the, the big play down the field to uh, Hardman earlier on. Um, but, yeah, like generally, that's what he's been asked to do this season. It's not what he's been asked to do. It's what he's been forced into doing. Yeah. I, think, I
1: think the reason why it's a little different, too, as well, is and I Again, I'm trying to remember what it felt like in the moment with those Brady's teams is that go back all the stars on the Patriots like, you know, there was Dion Branch and stuff, but it's like all the stars on the Patriots were their defensive players. Like it was mm-hmm. Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy and Teddy Bruschi and Frabel. Mm-hmm. And they're not... St- like we talked about Chris Jones that is the lone star mm-hmm. on the Chiefs defense they have other nice players Pretty damn good. no he was amazing he played like a star we yeah. don't talk about him in that way the only like think about how good a defensive player you have to be to be talked about in that's the true. NFL today mm-hmm. Chris Jones is the only guy on that unit but when Brady was doing it with the Patriots like again there were four or five Pro Bowl name front of the league that you just think of guys and I think that again so much of this is perception I think that's why as well is that yes Chiefs defense is good yes Chiefs defense played like a loaded unit but we really only think of one name like it's not even a couple years ago when they had tyron matthew back there who is not what we think of is tyron matthew but he's a name that we know i think that all plays into it as well
0: using the kansas city defense as a reason to denigrate this super bowl for patrick Mahomes, i think is insane and like oh my god no offense to rash but like pointing out hey, these are capable nfl players like, Kadarius Toney, I mean, being inactive in the Super Bowl, he's made, he's caught NFL footballs before. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, there's a cromulent. No, those guys, Michael Hardman was just a cast-off from one of the worst teams in the NFL this season. Yeah, but he made the play when it mattered. Yeah. Well, he did. Like, so what? If yeah, he would have dropped
1: the ball, we would be sitting here talking about that,
0: right? Sure, he was schemed no, up I'm, into it. I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole No, I don't but you agree, agree No, but you agree, though. It does sound like there's an element of it that you agree. Like, they're, to are, me, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, go Travis Kelsey, Hall of Famer. Yes. Agreed. Right? And, yeah. like, that's, I, you can't yeah. just, like, brush that off. Like, no, no. he does have factually one super elite weapon offensively. Yep. Everybody else pretty much stinks. Uh, Rashid Rice, like, I thought he was going to be more a part of the game plan yesterday yeah. than he was because he kind of emerged mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. But he just watched the games throughout the course of this entire season. Patrick Mahomes had. Very limited resources at his disposal offensively. He agreed. I, the one
1: thing I will say a little bit, oh he had a better God. running game than he's had in years past. Like, Pacheco, sure. he has a seventh-round pick.
0: Mm-hmm. He's not a bum. Like, no. I agree with you. There is he was a, a bum when he fumbled there, inside the 20.
1: Yeah, so did I. I needed him and McCaffrey both <laughs> to score touchdowns, and I would have been perfect in my Super Bowl betting yesterday. So I wanted that, too. <sighs> I mostly agree with you. I think there's a little credence to what no. Rash was saying. You I'm, won't allow it. No. You will not have And, it.
0: and as the man who was right about this from day one. All right. I get final say. Okay, that's fair. We'll be back tomorrow. Another edition of the Fan Morning Show. Bandana Sprint Gunning, SportsNet 590 Fan. Good Good morning. morning.